0: welcome to the british sports car podcast join me sarah and nick our resident sports car expert as we bring you all the latest news from the top tiers of british motorsport including british gt gt cup and Britcar, car as well as british motorsport interests from around the world
1: To the final from the racetrack of the british gt season for 2023 my name's nick smith i am one of the two hosts of the british sports car podcast and i'm the one that does the from the racetrack episodes as has become normal i'm apologizing to you for not actually being at the racetrack Um, sarah had a prior engagement yesterday evening Uh, so we didn't get the episode recorded at the racetrack, I had to get her home for her prior engagement. Then, given the absolutely thrilling nature of the race, I thought it best to wait until uh, Media Man Tom Hornsby had released his press release with the final confirmed result of the race, uh, which came through too late last night to record, so I'm recording it after work on the Monday. But it will have all the same great information in it for you so you get to know what happened during a truly thrilling british gt donnington decider now i'd love for you to stay with me for probably about the next half an hour as we discuss what went on maybe a little bit less because there's only really one session to discuss um, i'd love for you to stay with me while we discuss that but the full race replay is on youtube which means it's on British GT's website. It's also on the Donington Park microsite on britscpodcast.co.uk. That microsite will stay up, main menu link at the top of the top of the website for at least the next month to give you all a chance to, to catch up on the coverage of just an astonishing race. At the end of it, I just needed to go and lie down in a darkened room and whimper in the corner for a while. It was brilliant. Without any further ado then, let's take a look at what happened during the race. We'll discuss the people that won in the various classes and categories, and then we will take a look at the seven champions that were crowned during the Donington Decider and give another mention to the championship that was decided at Brands Hatch. Now, yesterday's from the racetrack, Saturday from the racetrack episode. I waited and I waited and I waited for the press release Um, and then thought, I kind of got to get this recorded. So I recorded it based on the information that we had at the time. And pretty much as soon as I hit upload on it, an email came through saying that Beach Dean Motorsport had been removed from pole position. Barwell Motorsport had been excluded from qualifying as well because they didn't comply with the regulations. I included that the um, qualifying was being investigated and discussed the regulations in question, but they hadn't actually actioned it at the point that I prepared uh, Saturday's episode. So came in on Sunday morning to the news that Beach Dean wasn't on pole. The good news is that about 10 minutes before the race started, Tom Hornsby, Media Man, jumped up in uh, in the media centre and said anybody covering the British GT race, the Beach Dean appeal has been upheld and therefore they are back on pole. Which means that the Beach Dean Aston Martin started the race from pole position with the number 91 Century Motorport BMW alongside. That's all I'm going to talk about from the early part of the race. Um, I'll cover incidents as we go along. But let's get straight on to the results. And the top three in GT3 and uh, in GT3 Pro Am, so GT3 overall as well, goes like this. The number 78 Barwell Motorsport Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2 of Sean Balfe and Sandy Mitchell took the win in the race overall, and of course in the Prime class, despite serving a stop-and-go penalty for causing collision. On his way to the front of the field, Sandy Mitchell managed to set the fastest lap of the race, so well done to him. The second place car was the number 91 Sentry Motorsport BMW M4 GT3 of Darren Leung and Dan Harper. Uh, they did basically all they could to ensure that they claimed the title but it wasn't all in their gift. They would have needed help from the number four car which entered the race as the championship leader. Third place was a number 77 Enduro Motorsport McLaren 720S GT3 Evo of Morgan Tilbrook and Marcus Clutton reunited in the number 77 uh, for the first time since... that would be Snetterton, I think. Um, Portimao and Brands, we had uh, the Aston Martin instead, if remember rightly. It could have been the race before. I think we had um, Matt Topham in the McLaren at Snet. So um, Morgan Tilbrook's taken a few races out, but it hasn't affected his pace at all. That car finished third overall and third in Pro-Am. In GT3 Silver and the number 72 car, Barwell Motorsport Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2 of Mark Sampson and Will Tragertha took the win. They finished in eleventh place overall, ahead of the number 92, so 93 Sky Tempesta Racing McLaren 720S GT3 Evo. This was Kevin Say and Chris Froggart. They served a drive-through penalty early on for causing a collision. Um, and they started at the back of the field a bit because of the incident during qualifying where Kevin was um, weaving to warm his tyres and collected another GT3 car. The number 8 team ABBA Racing Mercedes AMG GT3 Evo Richard Neary and Sam Neary, they took a 10 second stop and go penalty for a pit stop infringement but still managed to finish third in Silver Am which was 14th overall, and on the way to that, Sam Neary set the fastest lap in the Silver Am class. In GT4 overall then, so the winners of GT4, this is a split class top three, so we will get both Pro-Am and Silver Cup top threes as well. The number 61 Academy Motorsport Ford Mustang GT4 of Eric Evans and Matt Cowley drove an absolute blinder to claim the win in the class. They did all they could in their championship fight against the number 90 car, which left it up to the number 90 car to either confirm them or deny them as champions. The number 29 race lab McLaren Artura GT4, Ian Goff and Tom Wrigley took second place ahead of the number 36 DTO Motorsport McLaren Artura GT4, Aston Miller and Josh Rowledge. I need to issue a quick correction here as well because in all of my written content and in the From the Racetrack from Saturday and in the, the episode that Sarah and I recorded earlier this week ahead of the Donington Decider, I was referring to the number 23R racing car as being in with a shot of the championship when it was in fact the number 36 DTO Motorsport McLaren. My um, excuse here is Ashton Miller and uh, uh, Millar and Josh Miller. Very similar names and I just got confused. Um, It's been a bit of a week really, (laughs) all things considered. In GT4 Pro-Am then, the number 29 race lab car, the Artira of Goff and Wrigley, took the win. So congratulations to them on their second win in the Pro-Am class. Wasn't enough to confirm them with the title though. The number 22 Century Motorsport BMW M4 GT4, Carl Cavers and Lewis Plato, came second. The fastest lap in the GT4 class um, and in Pro-Am, being set by Lewis Plato in that car. And then the number seven Paddock Motorsport McLaren Artura GT4 of Kavi Jandu and Tom Gamble, rounded out the top three in the Pro-Am class in GT4 Silver Cup we had the number 61 Academy Motorsport car. They won the, uh, the GT4 race and they won their class. The number 36 DTO car came second, and then the number 62 Academy Motorsport Ford Mustang GT4 of Wilmore and Matt Nichol-Jones rounded out the top three in silver cup. Off the podium uh, was the number 90 Optima Motorsport McLaren Artura GT4 of Charles Clark and Jack Brown. Charles Clark had the wheel of that car when it set the GT4 Silver Cup fastest lap. There was a lot of action going on during the race and the stewards were busy and the marshals were busy. So let's go through some of the stuff that happened. The number 56 Raceway Motorsport Ginetta G56 GT4, Freddie Tomlinson and Stuart Middleton, finished in 26th overall. 11th in the GT4 class and 7th in GT4 Silver Cup thanks to a drive-through serve for track limits. Plus, and this just boggles the mind, two 30-second time penalties added in lieu of drive-through penalties for track limits. Now, towards the end of the race, in the last 10 to 15 minutes, instead of issuing a drive-through penalty, the race director and the stewards will just add 30 seconds to your time. Um, if you are assessed a penalty in that last period of the race and Stuart Middleton in the Raceway Motorsport Ginetta managed to do at least four track limits infringements in that time period which gained him an advantage um, and netted that penalty and the fact that he had a a drive-through penalty as well that's a lot of track limits violations. The number 12 Team ABBA Racing Mercedes-AMG GT4 of Ed McDermott and Michael Broadhurst served a drive-through penalty for track limits. They finished 14th overall, 9th in GT4 and 5th in GT4 Pro-Am. The number 88 Garage 59 McLaren 720S GT3 Evo of Miguel Ramos and Johnny Edgar took 13th place overall, 11th in Pro-Am that was due to a 30 second time penalty added in lieu of a drive-through for cutting track limits. And then we get to the number 4, 2C's motorbike Mercedes AMG GT3 EVO, James Cottingham and Philip Ellis. Started behind their championship rivals, lost a bit of ground early on. When the safety car came out, um, uh, James Cottingham was feeling a bit under the gun and as he came round Coppice the marshals post that was displaying the safety guard board and flags was uh, by what he reported obscured by the car that he was overtaking at the time but he overtook it on the way past that safety guard boards and flags which was deemed that he had overtaken under yellow flags and that means that he received a drive-through penalty The yellow flags were out for the MKH Racing Aston Martin V8 Vantage AMR GT4. This was a round-by-round entry uh, for Ron Johnson and Tom Ingram. They finished 27th overall, 12th in the GT4 class and 6th in Pro-Am. But Ron Johnson had a spin and eventually continue. At Coppice Corner, quite a big spin which had him off on the inside of the corner. He got pretty much stuck in the grass because the grass was very wet and they were running on slick tyres. In the end, the Orange Army, who worked fantastically and so hard throughout the weekend, massive thank yous to the Marshals. Uh, In the end, they came out and gave him a bit of a shove which got him back onto the track and they continued to circulate, um, as I say, finishing 27th overall and 12th in the GT4 class, um, but they were part of the reason why the safety car came out. Uh, well, note they were in the invitational class, so they were invisible for points, but they were the last classified GT4 Pro-Am car anyway, so that doesn't matter. The number 42 race lab McLaren 720S GT3 Evo, Ian Campbell and James Kell, was not as lucky as MKH, despite the fact they had their issue at pretty much the same time. At one point, we had a car off at Old Hairpin, a car off at Coppice, and a car off at the Melbourne Loop, which meant, of course, that uh, Peter Daly, the race director, had no choice but to throw the safety car. Uh, Ian Campbell had the wheel, James Cole never got a go uh, when the number three Mercedes AMG GT3 Evo of Mike Price and Callum McLeod, Mike Price at the wheel, misjudged it, came in far too hot, um, walloped the race lab car which put them into the gravel and damaged the car to the point that they were out of the session and also put an end to Greystone GT's involvement in in the final round of the championship, Raceway Motorsport, the Ginetta G fifty six GT four of Tom Holland and the Stig, aka Ben Collins, uh, broke down at Schwantz Curve early in the second stint. So Ben Collins had the wheel when the car just ground to a halt, um, which gave us no end of uh, of issues, but didn't bring out a safety car. Number 25, Fox Motorsport, the Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo. John Seal had the wheel, Abby Eaton didn't get a go. Um, John had a very strange off in the Craner Curves. So he took the right hander of Hollywood and got it to the apex on the left hander of uh, the Craner Curves, which is a left right complex on the way down to Old Hairpin. And he got to the apex and then the car just stopped turning and it shot straight across the grass a la Jason Plato in the Chevy Lissetti touring car. Luckily didn't end up going end over end like Plato did, uh, but went straight across the, the tracker old hairpin out and straight across the second gravel trap and into the tyre barrier. Caused quite a bit of barrier damage which took a while to repair. Um, John was, it was a passenger, I think it was suspension failure, or some problem with the steering, or something, it just the car was not turning, and there was nothing that he could do. The number 80 Toro Verde GT Geneta G56 GT4 of Ian Duggan and Joe Wheeler, and the number 86 Torre Verde GT Geneta GT uh, G56 GT4 of James Townsend and Mike Simpson. Don't know. what really happened here, everything was going fine about six and a half minutes into the race and all of a sudden one car was across the front of the other car and they're both heading to the scene of an absolutely massive shunt into the tyres on the entrance to Redgate on the left-hand side. That's the first corner. Now, first of all, massively lucky these guys because A, it was a very high speed off and they both walked away. B they hit the first batch of tires if they'd have gone in a couple of foot earlier they'd have just hit concrete and then we don't know we don't know how bad it could have been but i i'm fairly certain that neither of those cars will race again because they took a massive impact um looked in very very bad shape indeed but both drivers were okay, which is the most important thing. That brings us to the end of the what happened, who topped what incidents and in retirement. So it's time to take a look at the championship winners. In GT3, there were two cars in the runnings. This was the number 91 Century Motorsport BMW M4 GT4 and the number 4 2Cs Motorsport Mercedes AMG GT3 Evo. Now really the number 91 car they had a chance but they needed problems to come the way of the uh number four and problems did come that way as i say uh james cottingham uh was pinged for overtaking under yellows and had to do a drive-through penalty and then he slipped down the order a wee bit as well so the number 91 car claimed the title and the drive that dan harper put in to to get himself into a winning position it was just. They deserved it. Um, we'll hear in a moment from Darren Leung, who is full of uh, giving credit to the team and giving credit to uh, James Cottingham and, and Johnny Adam and Philip Ellis as well. He's very fair and very respectful of his rivals. Um, but he was absolutely delighted to have beaten the number four two season motorsport Mercedes to both the GT3 overall and the GT3 Pro-Am titles. The chequered flag went out over an hour ago and so far you've made it 50 yards from the podium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take it you're a popular man today. I wonder why?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think today we we're with the underdogs and everyone loves an underdog to be honest. Um, yeah, we, uh, we had to keep plugging through a hell of a lot and um, yeah, just just such a huge credit to all the guys and girls who 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 are this journey, you know? It's not just a part of mine. It's, it's theirs more than it is mine, to be honest with you. I'm literally just, I'm fortunate enough to just be the kind of display point of that. But, you know, what people aren't gonna see today are just the, the, the dozens and dozens and dozens of days that all of these people have spent away from their homes, their families and friends and everything else to come and support me and Dan in this wild dream that we had so you know I think a lot of people have enjoyed that today and you know what I'm enjoying it just as much
1: it is something that needs to be sort of taken into account by but by the fans that the guys here that have been spannering on the car all weekend developing the car through the through the season running two cars in in testing some of them, they're not going to get back to, to base until gone 10 o'clock tonight. Oh, uh, back in the workshop tomorrow morning.
2: No. <laughs> uh, none of them will be in the workshop tomorrow morning and none of them will be back by 10 at night. I can assure you that. <laughs> um, no, look, it's... it's uh, do you know what? It's not just my team, but actually motorsport as a whole. People don't realise the work that goes into this to really make the show happen. And, you know, and it's just not lip service at all. Like... There's there's, there's there's thousands of parameters on that car that can go wrong and their job is to make sure it doesn't and they don't really get enough thanks when it goes well and they get way too much when it goes wrong so, you know, as I say it's my crew but, you know, testament to all the crews out there, that, that's what they do and makes all this possible
1: On the subject of the out there though yeah, because what a race it was what was it like in the first stint The safety car at the pit window, you'd built up the gap that got squashed, you built up the gap again, it got squashed again, and then you sort of slapped Dan around the face and told his mother put him in the car and told him to work it out.
2: No, there's no slapping that guy around the face. There's there's always an ace up your sleeve when Dan Harper's in your team, and he is that ace. Um, So, you know, my job out there was just to go and send that car as hard as it can be sent through every corner of every lap and I just kept telling myself, you know, this is such a small amount of time compared to everything we put into this year. And, and I just kept thinking about all the guys and girls who are in the garage who have put all that sacrifice on the line for me to do this. And I just knew there is not one, there is just not one foot that I will or can put wrong here. And I will just go out and drive that car as hard as I can. And that's what I tried to do. And when the first safety car came out, you know, on the radio with the guys, and we're not talking about all of that stuff. We're just talking about what do we need to do now? What's the next thing? And then we get out there, right? Okay, this is what you got to do. X, Y, and Z. Bang! That's what we're doing. Second safety car came out, and I could hear the. Cheers, mate. Right. Okay. Cheers. Welcome. thanks, Adam. <coughs> I could, I could hear the garage behind me, and the first thing that went through my head was just how gutted they must feel because it's so much harder to put all of that on the line you know all the year and then to see that being undone so I knew it was harder for them than it was me so you know he came my engineer Rob came on the uh, came on the radio and he said you know you know trying not to be disappointed you know we've done everything we can blah 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 and I was, I kind of slow rolled him a bit and I said oh, yeah you know it's pretty disappointing but the disappointment, let's have it! Ah, you know, I just hear the boys erupting in the background and, yeah. you know, just my big focus is trying to just lift them up and just go, look, we've done such an amazing job this year. Sorry for swearing, but, um yeah I, th- we do- I
1: think this is the one interview this year. We can allow you a flu yeah, blue okay, words, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just like, you know, just to hear their voices on the other end of the line and just to hearing them lifted up, it's just like, right. You know, it's f-ing not over. You know, I was on the radio. Someone was like, "Listen, boys, it's not over. So it's f-ing over, like, mm-hmm. let's just do what we're doing all year. Let's f-ing have it. And no matter what happens, we can be proud of ourselves. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, do you know what? Lady Luck just decided to shine on us today. You know, I felt a lot for James um, when I heard what happened. And obviously, everyone's. Everyone was really appreciative of the luck that we've had today. Um, but you know what? We've had our own fair share of bad luck earlier in the season as well. So really for us, it was, it was just about getting out there and letting Dan do what he can do and bring it home. And that's it.
1: And for you guys, such a great achievement. GT3, uh, GT3 champions at the first attempt for yourself. I mean, it was this round last year that you debuted in the championship for Christ's Sorry. sake. So what was that that you just said? 2023 British GT3 champions. Yeah,
2: now we're talking. Yes,
1: <laughs> but the team have done really well as well, haven't they? Because yeah, yeah. they, they they had the possibility of five out of British GT. Yeah. They've taken 60% of the titles they're in for, yeah. and like Chris and um, MJ in in the GT4 car, yeah. all three cars were in it for titles. It's yeah. it's it's an amazing achievement from everybody.
2: Yeah, I mean, the they're the an incredible operation, um, and uh, yeah. There's not really much needs to be said about Nathan. Um, yeah, he's an incredible guy. Um, but, you know, just as much for all the other guys and girls who are in the team and just all the sacrifice that they put on, on the line, really, um, week in, week out. Um, you know, especially my own crew, you know, the guys who are working with me and you know, especially Simon, uh, Simon Traves. He's, um, just to put it bluntly, if it wasn't for Simon Traves, I wouldn't be here right now. He's one person you can... You can, you can, uh, don't know what the word is, but um, you can accredit, you can accredit this win to. Uh, if it wasn't for him, everything that he's done with me, worked for me as a driver, all through my first year in testing, all through my second year in Super Cup, and now he's come with me to GT3. If it wasn't for that guy, I wouldn't be here. So, that's that's that.
1: Now you were talking to another publication when I walked up, and you are saying that you want to come back to this one next year but and something else might I suggest there's just enough time if you get it in the shipping container this week to get that car to Dubai
2: <laughs> yeah well do you know what I'd really, cheers mate, uh, I'd really like to uh, do Dubai and stuff over the winter um, you know I'm fortunate enough um, that despite um, only just having a baby three and a half weeks ago congratulations thank you very much yeah um, you know my
1: about four weeks ago was Brown's Hatch that's that's a racing driver fail
2: that is that was that was uh something like four days before um before we were due to uh go into labor so you know my missus has been unbelievable throughout this year um uh i also needed to go and do something racing wise um i had to go and do oh here she is yeah there she is come in i had to go and do cheers mate thank you mate I had to go and do, um, had to go and do a little test um, for WEC um, a few weeks ago, and uh, and I was going to tell them that I wasn't going to go and do it uh, because it was just before my daughter was going to be born. But uh, my missus turned around to me and she goes, "Look, you've worked so hard for all of this, you've got to go and do it." And you know that's the lesson that we're going to teach our daughter. So, you know, with our
1: well, congratulations to you. Congratulations to the team. Congratulations to you as well on this and on the baby. And 2023 British GT Champion. GT3 Silver then. This one went back and forth a wee bit. Uh, but in the end, the number 72 Barwell Motorsport, Lamborghini Autocan, GT3 Evo 2 of Mark Samsung and Will Tragertha came out on top. Um, congratulations to Barwell Motorsport and to those two drivers for continuing... An impressive run of that team taking titles in British GTA. Um, I can't remember a season that I've covered where Bioware Motorsport has not been in the running for at least one. The GT3 team's title was claimed at Brands Hatch by 2Cs Motorsport. Uh, Looking at the results of this race, the Century Motorsport took 27 points out of it. Um, 2C's took 18 and one and a half so yeah their margin of victory decreased some uh, but they were uncatchable after brands hatch so congratulations to the 2C's motorsport team as a whole on not only sealing the title but sealing it early it's not something that happens every year in British GT. In GT4 the overall title was claimed by Academy Motorsport and this is the one that just blew everybody's mind Um, because going into Brands Hatch Academy Motorsport weren't really in consideration and the number 90 car could have tied the championship up at Brands Hatch but a succession of bad luck over the last few races has meant that the number 90 Optima Motorsport McLaren couldn't seal the GT4 overall title. Uh, Eric Evans and Matt Cowley instead have claimed the win, a farewell win for the Ford Mustang GT4 in its first iteration, with new cars coming next year, the the latest generation of the Ford Mustang. Eric Evans and Matt Cowley claiming the victory for Academy, uh, taking the race win, just a, a great way to finish off the season, and Eric Evans spoke to us shortly after the race. Eric Evans, end of the Donington decider, GT4 overall champion. I hope you don't mind me saying, your driving's better than you're dancing.
3: One hundred percent, one hundred percent. No, no, we we uh, we honestly didn't think we were going to be here, even with a shot to win it coming into the last round, uh, just because the the middle of the year, the BOP. It was not in our favor, but uh, we, had to, we had to argue and fight hard for them to give us a, a better BOP. And uh, when they did, we, uh, I think we showed everyone what this, this, this car, two talented drivers, a talented team, and an uh, amazing product from Ford and Multimatic can go and do. I mean, two race wins and uh, two fastest laps uh, in the last three races, I think uh, I think is a really good job.
1: It shows that even as you say, in, in the middle of the season, it wasn't looking good. But you've got to keep at it. You can't sort of almost throw your toys out the pram and walk away.
3: No, no, you can't give up. I mean, even coming into this race, uh, I think we, we were definitely a long shot. So, like, yeah, we were third in the championship. But, you know, we had a 22nd success penalty from winning at Brands Hatch. And uh, we, we just needed to have a safety car when the pit stops were going on and, uh, and hope that the, uh, the optimum car has a little bit of bad luck. And uh, everything happened exactly that way, so I think, I think the racing gods were on our, on our side a little bit, per se. So, uh, but no, I mean, we, we, we also had definitely to pace, and uh, we also had to go earn it on the track. We had, we had to finish top three, so.
1: It's a fantastic achievement for, for the two of you, fantastic achievement for the team. What's the plans for next year? Have, have you got to discussing that yet, or have you been focused on this year?
3: Don't even ask me about that yeah, I have no clue. I mean, the, uh, I think the initial goal was to do GT4 again next year to try to win the championship because obviously we, we didn't think we were gonna win this one but uh, here we are so I honestly don't know what we're gonna do next year but we'll, we'll figure it out.
1: Speak nicely to as him asking to buy your Mustang GT3. Uh
3: well I think the plan is to buy one but I don't I don't think it's for me. <laughs> uh who you never know though so we'll see you know there's obviously a lot of budgets and, and all that stuff that goes into it so. Uh, yeah well I mean if I got the opportunity I'd definitely take it but uh, we'll just have to see there's going to be a lot of talks over what we want to do now that we've won the British GT Championship in GT4 overall so we want to see if we want to maybe come repeat it or if we want to go do things in Europe or, or possibly move up to GT3. I
1: don't think anybody's ever successfully defended the champion in GT4 so you could be the first person to do that
3: well i'm not gonna jinx it now and say we'll go and do it i just uh you know there's a million possibilities of things we could do next year so we'll just have to see
1: i think jacob every might be wanting you now so i'm going to say congratulations to you congratulations to the entire team 2023 british gt4 champions
3: thank you
1: in gt4 pro am it was Century motorsport who took the victory now two of the cars were in contention for the title it was however the number 14 century motorsport bmw m4 gt4 g82 of michael johnson and chris salkeld um, harriet's chariot they they deserved to win it they drove they drove a conservative race when chris got on board the car and was in third place coming out at the pit stops the The attention wasn't on winning the race. The attention wasn't necessarily on winning the overall title, which they were in. For it was one hundred percent on the pro-am title. That was their battle for this year. And as Chris Salkow told us after the race, that was what they achieved. Chris Salkow, we got the class, but not the category. Is it still very happy for winning pro-am, or is it something missed in GT four?
0: No, it. all season, from the moment me and MJ green last year to partner, we never even thought in a million years we'd be going for an overall championship. Look at, look at all the previous years. Only one car in the history of British GT has ever won the overall as a Pro-Am car. And to go into the last round with the opportunity to win the overall, the Pro-Am, and the teams is, honestly, it's more than we ever could have dreamed of. Even when we came into the weekend, we weren't even thinking about it. All we thought from the very beginning is just finish. All we had to do was finish and we'd win the Pro-Am Championship, which is a great situation. But when all you have, when all your mind is saying to you is, just finish, you are a bit over, <coughs> over safe, which you can see in MJ's stint and in my stint. We just, we never even thought about it. And even when we came out the pits and he said, you're third, car Knight, he suffered. I knew it wasn't, <coughs> it was never our aim. It was never on our agenda. So a huge congratulations to Eric and Cowley. Matt is a dear, dear, dear friend of mine. I'm absolutely buzzing for the guy that he's won it and I really hope that that helps him now move up a category, he deserves to be in GT3, he's incredibly fast, I've raced him for the last three years in British so I'm over the moon for him, And same with Eric as well great guy, so I'm honestly mate, I'm the happiest I've ever been, to, to walk away as a British GT champion is more than we ever could have dreamed, so honestly from the bottom of my heart, a huge thanks to everybody at Century
1: Century have done okay out of British <laughs> GT this year, haven't they? They were in for five and they took three of them I mean, you've told me before about the team, but what an achievement from across the, across the piece! I mean, three cars in the championship and three cars with a chance of a title in the final round—it's it's almost unheard of.
0: Yeah, it's it's a testimony to what a great team this is and what work that Nathan and Les and Clive and all the guys and girls in this team have put in behind the scenes. I've said it so many times—all you, all the public sees as the drivers. And what, we, what you don't see is the hard work that goes on behind the scenes, the camaraderie that's built, the teamwork, the fact that I've said it too so many times today, I said it earlier when I was on the live feed. this isn't a team, this is a family. The guys and girls that have been here have been here for many years. They know how each other works. They know when one person thinks one thing, what to do. Like it's instinct now and that's what it is. You don't see the chopping and changing of mechanics. You don't see engineers leaving. It is the best team in Britain. It is a pleasure and an honour to be a part of it, and I can't thank them enough for everything they've done this year. We knew when we got the hold of the car in Dubai it was going to be a good year, but never did we know it was going to be as great a year as it's been. And again, testimony to Dan and Darren, they've worked their asses to the bone, they pulled off the impossible this week, and and it is just a true testimony to not only just the team but also BMW as well to pull together two of the best racing cars in the world.
1: So. Any idea on next year that you, you and MJ back for a tilt? Because are you going to get put up to silver because of this? No.
0: No? But we will be back next
1: year. Back for next year, and next year you're going to be the second Pro-Am team that takes the overall.
0: Well, we'll see what category we're in first.
1: Or you borrow the number nine, yeah?
0: <laughs> I'm not wearing that. I had number nine last two years. I'm not having that on the car again.
1: Well, put your number over the nine that's on it, but they've got the, GT3, the other GT3, haven't they? Well,
0: wait and see, mate i
1: bated breath, let's see how deep Bainsley's pockets are. Thank you very much, congratulations to you and to MJ and to the entire family.
0: thank you very
1: much. And then to GT4 Silver, where as some reward for a weekend of truly hard work, the number 90 Ottman Motorsport McLaren Arturo GT4 carried Jack Brown and Charles Clark to the championship title. Um, I don't know what to say here I mean I I couldn't find the drivers after the after the race Um, understandably I think I went straight for the overall winners in the two classes the overall champions Um, but I think this year may be seen as the one that got away for the overall for these two guys but that shouldn't be the case they won a very hotly contested very difficult class in a year that they were basically working the kinks out on a brand new car and such an achievement for jack brown and charles clark and for the entire optimum motorsport team in the gt4 teams title it was century motorsport that sealed the title and i i did sort of say um in the preview that we recorded that it was centuries to lose i uh, will be honest for part of Yesterday and in today, I thought they had lost it and they'd gone to Academy, but Century Motorsport have completed the team's title. That means of the five titles they were in the running for on the uh, uh, on the way into the final round of the championship, they've claimed four. Now, in the preview show, we also discussed that they were up for six titles because they were up for a Janetta title as well. Unfortunately, they had an absolute mountain to climb in that one. Their driver would have had to have secured the race win and the fastest lap in both of the races on Sunday. Now, as we watched the Donington Decider in British GT, the driver had completed half the task. He'd secured the race win and got the fastest lap in the first of two races on Sunday, but he was unable to complete that in the second race on Sunday, he ended up going off, uh, which meant that unfortunately for the Century Motorsport guys they didn't claim 5 out of 6, but they have hit a 66% success rate in championships that they could have got that they actually took away, and that is just just an amazing amazing achievement So, that is the end of the From the Racetrack episode for the final round of the 2023 Intelligent Money British GT Championship season. It's been an absolute delight sharing just an amazing nine rounds of motorsport with you guys. We look forward to doing it again next year. In the meantime, do feel free to get in touch if you have any suggestions, comments, requests, uh, anybody you want us to try and talk to during the off season anything like that, please get in touch. We are at BritSC Podcast on all social medias and you can find our contact details at uk. For now, all that remains is to say once again, thank you very, very much for supporting us during the 2023 Intelligent Money British GT season. Have yourself a great off-season, Christmas with your family and we will look forward to talking to you again easter weekend next year when we do it all again 2024 intelligent money british gt championship season from the racetrack
0: thanks for listening to the british sports car podcast don't forget to follow us on socials at Britsc podcast. This podcast is a Stormvixen Creative Production in conjunction with RPS Driven Media.